Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. There is so much going on in the world. Forget about the world. There's so much going on in our country, the United States of America. And everything that is going on involves Donald Trump. He permeates, he controls, he dominates the news every day. He dominates our existence every day. Uh, Don't you get fed up, sick and tired of hearing this about Trump and that about Trump? There are other things going on in this country, in the world, that we don't get to. The media doesn't get to it, and I can't really blame them because there's so many Trump things to address first that at the moment seem more important. Tonight, though, I'm going to try to stay away from Trump. I'm going to have to talk about him in two or three instances and a little bit in my opening uh, topic. But otherwise, I'm going to go into some things that we forget about, we're not aware of that are going on in this country, and we should be. We're going to make our, our, our trips tonight to Euclid, Ohio, Louisiana, Lebanon, Pennsylvania, the southwest U.S. border, London, Germany, China, and Antarctica. Let me start with this. We have the Democratic primary. And I'm sick and tired of listening to him. I'm I'm, I'm a Democrat. I love politics. I'm a political freak. I I make no no bones about it. Uh, Nothing pleases me more than to watch, study what's going on. But I'm sick and tired of of these, these primary debates. They're not hitting all the issues. Uh, I'm sick and tired of hearing about Medicare. We all know on our side, the Democrats, we want Medicare. The only issue is do we go Medicare for all or do we continue with what we have and build on it? I happen to be for building on it. I mean, Social Security started off slow and got built on, and look where it is today. Uh, we don't just radically change everything. It's, it's, it's another war we have to wage to get some, a total change adopted. There are people in this country that are happy with what they have insurance-wise. So I don't know why they waste their time on this. I hear this, We hear this in every debate, and it's the same stuff over and over. But I'm going to tell you the one thing we don't hear, and I believe we should hear, because it's something that most Americans, if not all Americans, are concerned with, and that is the state of the economy. We hear Donald Trump tell us, oh, This is the best economy ever. Look at the stock market. Well, it isn't the best economy ever. And I'll tell you about the stock market. 84% of the money in the market is held by the top 10% in this country. The richest 10% control, it's their money, 84% of the money invested in the stock market. So how is the stock market helping most of the people? They don't have that much involved, if anything. Sure, they may have their pension plans in there and so forth, but it's not helping them. They're not taking money home to buy groceries, to buy shoes for the kids, sneaks for the kids, uh, to pay bills. It's just not being done. We've got to talk about employment in this country, the nature of the employment. We've got to talk about minimum wage, but we could say, say, I want $15 an hour. How are you going to get the $15 an hour? Okay? And what's that $15 an hour going to do for you, for the people of America? 
And where is the extra money going to come from to pay that $15 an hour? Is it going to hurt some part of the economy? We must talk more about employment, about the economy. This is a big deal, one of the big deals, and the Democrats fail to talk about it. Maybe they've been browbeaten when Trump says, you know, the economy is the best ever, only in his mind. I want to talk about the, ju- the justice system for a moment. I'm going to approach it in three different ways with three different stories. Uh, and you're going to be shocked. I am not anti-cop. I'm not an anti-police officer. I'm not anti-court. I am not anti-judge, judges. Uh, but there's something wrong with our judicial system, our justice system, and we're continuing to have more and more problems. And it's just not the problems of blacks getting shot by police officers in the streets. There's more to it. Uh, Maybe the more is more recent. I don't know. But let me share with you some of the things you're not hearing, uh, you're not aware of, because it just isn't reported. I'm going to start. We're going to go to Euclid, Ohio. I know a police officer in Euclid, 34 years old, His name is Solomon. I cannot pronounce his last name. I'm going to try Nuhitawayu. Let me spell it. It's hard. N-H-I-W-A-T-I-W-A. That's his last name. Okay. There was a young girl waiting for the school bus one morning, a seventh grader. She was waiting alone at that particular bus stop. The police officer, Solomon, uh, he drove up in his police car, and he stopped, and he told her to get in. He wanted to take her for a ride. She said no. She felt uncomfortable, I guess. She just says, no, I'm waiting for the school bus. So he drove a little bit down the road, stopped, and he walked back from his car. Uh, when When he walked towards her and he approached her, he tried to grab her, and she pulled away from him. Then he, listen to this. He exposed his genitalia. I'm saying it very politely. He exposed his genitalia, and he urinated on her head, upper body, and legs. Would you believe that? Seventh grade girl, he urinated. A police officer urinated on her head, upper body, and legs. In the meantime, she called her mother, and the police officer left. The mother came, and... Now the police officer has either pled guilty or been found guilty. He has been sentenced to four and a half years in jail. Well, I don't know in this particular instance whether that's enough time. And I'll tell you why. And you will agree with me after I tell you why. This seventh grader is mentally screwed up now. Truly mentally screwed up. From an excitable, excited seventh grade child, young lady, she is now a depressed recluse who spends most of her time at home drawing pictures of people committing suicide. He should have his genitalia cut off. Now, let's go to another situation. I want to talk about the Louisiana State Trooper of the Year 2018. The Louisiana State Trooper of Louisiana, the whole state, 2018. And let me say this to you. 
you have no idea how many stories there are, wild stories, where police officers who had been designated at some time as police officer of the year go out and commit crimes like you wouldn't believe. Police officer of the year. All right, here's the story with the, with this particular fellow. Uh, his name is, he's a Louisiana State Police Trooper, 18 years on the job, no kid, Jason Boyett, B-O-Y-E-T. He was arrested last Wednesday. He was arrested last Wednesday. And the reason he was arrested, he is producing child pornography. Producing child pornography and distributing it. Now, the matter is still under investigation. It may go a step further. This is another thing they're investigating. He has three children, and is suspected to use the children in the movies. Police officer of the year. Now we're going to talk about a judge. You know, they're good judges and they're bad judges. They're like everyone else in this world. You know, if they're males, they get out of bed the same way in the morning. They put their pants on the same way, their socks and shoes. Uh, they kiss their wife goodbye if they kiss her goodbye. They're no different than anyone else. Uh, some are good and some are bad, more bad than are good. I've got to say this based on my 46 years' experience in the courtroom. And, and uh, they do stupid things because their mental level is not that great. I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. <laughs> it's just that simple. So here's the story of what happened in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. 36-year-old woman, okay? She has advanced cancer. She's going to die in a month. We are in that month right now, the month of February. She, uh, in tw two years ago, in 2018, she committed the crime for which she is now in jail. Two years ago, she was in a supermarket, needed groceries, didn't have the money, filled up her cart, walked out without going through the, uh, the, the ring counter, and the supermarket people saw her and called the police. She had $109.63 of groceries in her basket, $109.63. And for that, the, the store, and properly so, turned her over to the authorities. They never heard of the case again until this past two weeks because now it was in the hands of the authorities. This woman has a bad track record. No question about it. 13 arrests for shoplifting, some drug charges. Uh, not the best of people. Not the best of people. She also, uh, her body's pretty well screwed up. She has cancer, advanced cancer uh, right now. It's The cancer, as reported by her doctor, is eating up her insides. Uh, it's advanced uterine cancer cervical cancer, need surgery to remove her uterus and tissue around it. It Surgery, which was to be a week ago Monday, she was in court to be sentenced again. And the judge has been putting it off for two years because of her condition. And her lawyer said, well, today she goes to find out the date for the surgery. They're finally going to do it. Uh, this is She has a stage four cancer. He, he proved it all with records and everything else what her condition was. And the surgery's to be scheduled to be done sometime this week or next week. The judge says, I'm fed up with this. I've had this case forever. She's going to jail. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, you know, the lawyer's pleading. He's got medical records. Unless this woman has imminent surgery at this stage, okay, 
she is going to die, most likely going to die because it's cancer four. The level is it's a level four. Uh, what does the judge do? He says, I don't care. He says, I'm sentencing her to 10 months. Not just 10 months where she could get out in good behavior earlier, to at least, at least, very unusual, at least 10 months in jail. So there's been a furor ever since. Uh, and he said, I'm going to see that she goes to a state prison where they got great hospital facilities, where she is now. Uh, there has been no information since February 4th on this case. No one knows what the hell is happening. The woman isn't dead yet, but they don't. it doesn't appear her surgery has been scheduled in the state hospital. Uh, people are trying to get her out of jail. Even the lieutenant governor of the state of Pennsylvania is tra- trying to get her out of jail, and the judge is adamant. No. You know, he feels he got jerked around long enough. So not very nice, not very charitable. He's got, I'm going to tell you, this judge has got hundreds of cases. Don't worry about this one if it gets, you know, you're carrying it for longer than you should. See, the problem is, let me tell you how the system works. Everyone has a boss in this world. No matter what your job is, you have a superior, someone you must answer to. Now, this judge has someone he has to answer to at the end of every day. And the, the issue is always, how many cases did you dispose of today? How many cases did you close? Uh, because... You know, the caseload is overwhelming in our court system in this country. Uh, and the judge is expected to maintain so many cases. And every day he's talking to somebody. At the end of the day, I got rid of five, I got rid of 14. So he reaches a point where he don't care because he's getting defecated upon by his superior. He doesn't care about this woman anymore. That judge who's looking over his shoulder probably beat him up yesterday. And he says, no, you're going to jail for at least 10 months my books are closed. I have nothing to do with this case anymore. Not very nice. I'm watching this. I'm following this. I hope she doesn't die. I hope she gets the surgery. I hope she survives. I hope she goes out and has 13 more shoplifting uh, cases, okay? I want her to live. We all want her to live. I'll let you know what happens. Uh, which now brings me to i got to talk about Donald Trump. I apologize. I've got to talk about Donald Trump. It was announced last week that Trump was going to borrow, I think it's $760 billion, all these dollar amounts, or $7.6 billion, I think it was $7.6 billion, from the military budget and transfer it to the wall budget. You know, when Trump goes down in history, he's going to be known for the walls that didn't get built as hard as he tried. But he needs money for the wall. Congress won't give him enough money for the wall, so he's borrowing it from the military budget. Now, he did this last year. He took several billion dollars, and he was taken to court for it, but the Supreme Court of the United States said this was okay. The president has the power to transfer monies from one account to another. So he's doing it this year, $7.6 billion. Uh, because he says by the end of this year, he wants to build an additional 177 miles of wall. This guy must go to, you know, if he can't sleep at night, I think he counts feet of the wall. Some people count sheep. He's counting feet of the wall. And this wall's everything to him, all right? A wall that we don't need. 
most authorities, if not all authorities, if they're not on his payroll, say, we don't need this wall. This is stupid. He's caused more problems with the immigration issue. Put that aside for a moment. Yesterday, now we got the money coming over, okay? Yesterday, it's announced when you build something with federal dollars, there's certain steps you have to take. And under the the Department of Homeland Security, if you're going to build a building or a wall, you got to have open bidding. Makes sense. We do that in the private life. Public life. Might, might as well do it too. Public bidding brings out the lowest dollar number. It's the best way to get the, the, bottom, the best number is to have competitive bidding. Well, the law was passed in 2005 saying there are 10 different things that normally have to be done on a construction project, but you don't have to do them if you're part doing something for the Department of Homeland Security and the wall is under their jurisdiction. And one of them is competitive bidding. The other thing is under federal contracts, uh, when the government does something with a company, the government has to justify why they selected that company to do the job. You know, they've done three other jobs for us. They did a good job. Or we checked out this for them and that for them, and they come up looking good. It's, they have to justify the selection. Well, both of those items have been waived, all right? Trump, the Trump administration has waived open competitive bidding on the wall and the justifying the selection uh, based on the premise that this will move the wall along faster. And it will. I mean, it's, getting, it's eliminating the paper bullshit you've got to go through in every construction job in this country, if not the world. Uh, I don't like this. Okay? Let me say this first. The Trump administration says, we're not worrying whether we're doing business with good guys or bad guys because we're going to use contractors that have already been vetted. They have done business for us on other construction jobs. So we know who they are. We know they're honest, etc. Now, I don't buy any of this. I'm going to tell you right now. When you're talking about $7.6 billion, when you're talking billions of dollars, there's got to be fraud someplace. It's inevitable. It's human nature. Man likes to steal. <laughs> Not everyone, but people in certain professions like to steal. Uh, builders, look at our president, the contractor. I don't know if he was stole from anybody, but I would say probably so. Uh, he, he placed himself in a position to make a better dollar on a job. Maybe not stealing, but money moves around. Anyhow, I don't like it because people, money gets spread around. People get their hands greased to make sure a contract's going to move smoothly. Could be a government employee. Uh, because they're government people, that doesn't make them Simon pure. So this is fraught with all kinds of problems. He's taken more money from the military, and he's going to move the job faster. We're not going to vet these people. Scares the hell out of me. Another thing. Where does Trump get all this money in the military budget? The military budget this year was seven. This is where the number seven hundred sixty million dollars billion dollars comes from. Was seven hundred sixty million dollars because he goes to the American people, he goes to the press, he goes to Congress, and said, "You know, when I took over from Obama, the military was in terrible condition. 
uh, we're in all these wars, and I, I am saving the country. I have built up our mil- He's already built up the military, by the way, with the money he's gotten in the last two years. And I'm the one who's doing it. But if we needed that money so badly in the first instance to take care of the military, to improve the military, to protect us, how can we take from it? to build the wall. We needed that money, he said, desperately, in fact, to improve our military. And now he's using parts of that money to build a wall that isn't going to help you or me. Uh, I'm more comfortable with it staying in the military budget. And that's the story there. Let's talk about the Boy Scouts. Bad situation. The Boy Scouts announced yesterday the Boy Scouts of America announced yesterday they have been in existence 110 years, long time. The Boy Scouts filed for bankruptcy, uh, claiming that they have hundreds of sexual abuse cases and they can't handle them. And the only way they can protect themselves and keep doing business is to go into uh, bankruptcy. Now, and also, in the course of the news yesterday, it's come out that the number of Boy Scout sexual assault cases, because there's more than the hundreds that I just mentioned, and I'll explain that in a second, uh, will exceed, will eclipse the pedophilia cases involving the Catholic Church. In other words, there are more sexual abuse going on with the Boy Scouts of America than the Catholic Church, and we thought the church was horrible. Okay, now here's the story. Uh, A a study that took five years uh, came out recently involving the Boy Scouts of America. And it was determined based on this study, these numbers are going to scare you, they're going to shock you, that there have been 12,254 victims, 12,254 kids sexually abused by 7,800 scout leaders, 7,800 scout leaders, over a period of 72 years. Catholic Church can't compete with that. Just sharing, now we got the Boy Scouts of America, they're, they're bad people, the Catholic Church is bad people when it comes to pedophilia. Uh, we live in a sick world where people are supposed to protect our young. Uh, don't. They're perverts. They're degenerates. How did this all come to be? Okay, Trump, I'm back to Donald. <laughs> the economy is good. The economy is good. Uh, look at the stock market. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier. I don't recall, but let me mention it again, even if I did. Uh, he keeps saying, look at the stock market. Well, look at the stock market. It is the highest it's ever been. It's too high. It's never stayed this high so long. And, you know, I firmly believe that what goes up must come down. No question about it. Always has. Uh, And the story simply is this, that 84% of the money in the stock market is owned by 10% of the people. In other words, the 10 richest people in the United States own 84% of the stock market. (laughs) Isn't that wild? So, How is, if the top 10 got 84% of the money in the market, 
How is that helping the people on the street? How's this helping Main Street? It isn't. And those of you who aren't part of the top ten who say, well, you know, I got my pension plan in there, you're getting pennies compared to what uh, you should be getting, okay? Uh, You're happy you're putting a few hundred dollars a year maybe in. Uh, It's the big guys, the market's there for, and who are making the money, not anyone else in this country, okay? So that's not a measure, a standard by which we should determine that the economy is good. Too many people are suffering. They can't buy sneaks for the kids, shoes for the kids. They can't pay tuitions, uh, even at grammar school, high school levels. They can't afford a new car. They struggle to put food on the table. They struggle to pay the rent every month. Uh, They go without other things, sometimes food or drugs, to put food on the table. The economy isn't in great shape, and it hasn't been. He keeps telling us, Trump, oh, it was terrible when I took over from Obama, but I made it greater, I made it better. He's he's crazy. It isn't. Uh, And a perfect example is a bank. When a bank is going to go under a big bank, we's in trouble, folks. The bank is HSBC. It is an international bank headquartered in Great Britain. Uh, We have, you know, like neighborhood branches here in this country. I think we have one here in Key West. Uh, They announced yesterday, HSBC announced yesterday, that in the next three years it was cutting 35,000 jobs. It's part of a deep overhaul that they have to do to stay in business. And the reason they have to do this, they said, is to try to cope with the slew of global uncertainties, global uncertainties from Brexit to trade wars, Hello, Donald Trump, to trade wars, to the new coronavirus that's coming out of China. Uh, It's a major bank. It proves the economy isn't good. There are other reasons why the economy isn't good. And when the crash comes, if a major bank goes under, I don't care what country it's in, it's going to be a world recession. It is going to be, it's going to precipitate, it's going to be the beginning of a world recession. Uh, So, that's the story there. Ah, nuts hire nuts. I wrote about this in my my daily blog a couple of days ago, nuts and UTS hire nuts. Uh, We have a new uh, prime minister in Great Britain, Boris Johnson, he is Trump's close friend, they're buddies, they love each other, they're birds of a feather, they're both crazy and they both think the same way. He has a chief special advisor, Andrew Andrew Sabisky, only 27 years old, uh, who's somewhat like Stephen Miller, maybe Steve Bannon, who's much older, but they're in the White, Bannon was in the White House, Miller's still there, and his job is to help find people to work for the prime minister, okay? Just like Trump had to bring people in. He was going to clean up the swamp. He made it worse. This guy isn't going to do a much better job. Johnson is crazy. Here's what this advisor believes. Follow me. He advocates eugenics, mandating contraception, and giving children mind-altering drugs. Now, why is he for eugenics? Because it will help breed a, quote, good class of people. Uh, why is he for mandatory contraception? Well, poor people screw a lot. 
and we've got to stop the creation of a, and I quote, permanent underclass. And then giving the kids all mind-altering drugs, I've got to be honest, I couldn't figure that one out. He admits at least one child a year will die from that, but it's worth it to give them these mind-altering drugs, but I don't know what it's going to do for them. I, I could not figure that one out. I apologize, but I couldn't do it. Now, he also is anti-female. He said, and I quote, women's sport is more com- comparable to the Paralympics than it is to men's. In other words, he says women can't stand up to men in sports. It's like they're out there with the handicapped. This guy's crazy. Johnson's crazy. And... <laughs> Trump's crazy. Okay. Uh, They're telling me my time is gone. I've got about 60 seconds here. It's sad because I was going to get into Nazi Germany with a couple of interesting things. Hitler beheaded certain people that worked against him in Germany during World War II. He didn't hang them. He didn't shoot them. He had them beheaded. And I have a story on that. That's the story for this week. I hope you enjoyed. I do it blog daily. You know it. KeyWestLou.com. If you like this show, read my blog. You'll enjoy it. I started doing a podcast every day, too. I don't have enough time. I'm doing a podcast two or three minutes every afternoon on Facebook. These are all archived. You can get them anywhere. I call the podcast What Bugs Me Today. What Bugs Me Today. I take one issue that's irritating me, pissing me off, if you'll excuse me. And I rant and rave for a couple of seconds about it. Thank you for joining me. I love being with you every Tuesday night. I look forward to being with you again next week.